Meadowbrook Baptist Church and our lives are not ultimately about us. Not ultimately about our satisfaction, our enjoyment, our, our pleasure. Not ultimately about our wishes or wants or desires. And certainly it is wonderful uh, to all be gathered in this space this morning. Uh, to fill this, this room. Uh, and to enjoy time together uh, across the age spectrum. Uh, to, to be intergenerational as adults in this space, to, to enjoy this space. This is sort of a test run, I guess you might say, of this new space that we've been anticipating and even enjoying already. And this is, uh, there's 280 chairs out around uh, tables in this space this morning. And you can see there's a, there's a handful of those open. A number of folks in the kitchen, a number of folks in serving lines, a number of adults that are also teaching in the youth department, children's department, preschool department. So we can, we can, we can see what, what we can do here. But it's good to all be together. Ultimately, it's not about us. First and foremost, our lives and our church ought to be about Him. and ought to be about the Lord. The one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We want to glorify Him. We want to praise Him. Uh, and then we also want to invite others to be part of that process. Part of knowing Him. Part of exalting Him. Part of living for Him. Others knowing and enjoying God, the greatest privilege that He has given to us. And so I want, I want, I want to communicate a number of commitments this morning that I'm asking you to join me uh, in coming alongside and supporting and, and committing yourself to as a church family and as uh, various parts and members of this local church family. So the first of these, and these will be on the screen, the first is that we commit to helping others experience the gospel of grace. We commit to helping others experience the gospel of grace. In other words, we, we are followers of Jesus. Uh, we want to know and to hear and to respond to the gospel. And we want others to be invited to, to know and to hear and to respond to the gospel as well. I want to draw your attention to a passage of Scripture, a couple passages, passages of Scripture uh, this morning. A text that's been on my mind in uh, the last several days in preparation for today. And that comes from Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1, 2, and 3. I think this text is on the screen. reads this way. The author of Hebrews writes, he says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves we're suffering, but look back at the first verse listed there. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Uh, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Uh, language like this, familial language, is all over the New Testament. This is the way that the, the, the New Testament describes the church. We're family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're adopted into the same family. One Lord, one, one God and Father over all. One Father that invites us to, to come into His presence through His Son. To enjoy Him through His Son, Jesus, our Savior. So, because we commit to helping others experience the gospel of grace, let's love fellow members of the church as family. Let's love each other as family. Let's be committed to, to loving one another as family. What does this look like? Let's pause right there. What does this look like? What does it look like? In a phrase or two, maybe a sentence or two, somebody maybe give us an example of that. What does it look like to love one another's family? Pray help each other. To, to pray for each other. I heard that. And I heard to help each other. Absolutely. What else? 
Take care in time of need. Take care for one another in times of need. Absolutely. That's all over this text. Yeah, anything else? Share. Absolutely. To share joy with one another. To encourage one another. Absolutely. Anything else? To greet one another with a smile. That's good. Smile goes a long way. Universal language. Love each other as family. That's the goal. That's what we're called to be about. That's what we're called to engage in. That's what we're called to practice in the church. And so let me just give you a list of several sort of tangibles here or commitments here. Some things that uh, I'm asking you to strive to do and some things that I'm asking some others, including myself, to strive to do uh, in various ways in the church here at Meadowbrook. Number one, be in church as often as possible. To gather with God's people every chance you get. We can't love each other as family if we're not with each other. To gather every chance you get to gather with God's people. If you're a part of this local church family, and I realize we have some that are that are guests with us today, and if, if you're a, a member or an active participant in another church family, then I would encourage you in the same way in that place. But if you're a part of this church family, if you call Meadowbrook home, gather as often as you are able uh, with God's people. In other words, let's put Jesus first. Let's put Jesus first and let's put his bride first, the church. Jesus and his bride before everything else. Before career, before sports, before hobbies, before sleeping in. Let's gather as often as we can with God's people because he calls us to. And because it's good to be in his presence, it's good to be with his family. Let me give you a, num- a number of other ways, some things that are already taking place now. Uh, again, we, we can't love each other's family if we don't know one another. And one tool that helps us know one another is uh, a church directory, right? So a number of you have been asking for uh, an updated church directory, and it is coming. It is coming ASAP. It is coming, in fact, uh, beginning next week. So we are uh, bringing a digital, updatable pictorial directory beginning next Sunday. You can uh, see uh, an announcement about that this morning in uh, the, the worship bulletin. Also, you may see a, a slide announcement about that, and you can see a, a web address where you can go even today and sign up. Uh, to, to come get your photo taken as a family unit, whether that's one person or a family of seven or eight, you can come at a five-minute session. This is not uh, an extended session. This is not a, 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 a chance to sell you a two or $300 family package. This is something we're doing in-house. The guy with the video camera, Pete Collins, that just stepped in the door is going to be uh, taking those photos. He is. That's right. Behave. He will not behave, but you behave. If you have not met Pete, now you have. Uh, but Pete does bring a number of, of skills to us, and one of those is he is a photographer. Uh, and so you'll have the opportunity in five-minute sessions to come get your, your, your photo taken uh, for that purpose over the next several Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, and then the opportunity for just $10, you can purchase that digital file to do whatever you want with. Or if you want to set up additional photos, you can do so. Uh, with him or someone else at another time. So know that is coming and coming quick. Let me encourage you to participate in that to help us know and love each other in that way. 
Also, let me, uh, let me let you know a commitment that I've made, that I've challenged our, our ministerial staff with, is you can expect a, a contact from one of our ministerial staff members once a quarter. Um, and so know that is coming. If you get a call from me or from David or from, from Kelly or, or someone else, uh, that doesn't mean something's wrong. We're just calling to check on you and to pray for you. We, we've got 300 plus family units in the church, and so you're not going to receive a call every quarter from every staff member. That would be a full-time job, but we're going to divide those up over the course of the year. We're, we're going we're to love on you and care for you in a way that God has called us to do. And then also, coupled with that, you can expect a quarterly contact by your family deacon. We've got a number of deacons or servant leaders in the church. If you're a deacon in the church, if you stand up, Robert, you are for just a moment. Church, these are our deacons. Servant leaders in the church. And one of their greatest tasks and responsibilities here at Meadowbrook is to help care for families in the body of Christ. Uh, To communicate with you, to to pray for you, to be available to you, to serve you. And so deacons, uh, you've been challenged. I've challenged you. Our our deacon chairman, Jason Chamblin, has, has challenged you in this way as well as past chairmen's. Chairman, chairman. Uh, and, and now there's a great deal of accountability to this because the church has been told you're going to do this. So love and care for each other. Contact your, your family members. Each of these deacons has up to 12 family units that they are to, to help care for and to uh, maintain contact with. So quarterly contact by ministerial staff members, quarterly contact by your family's deacon. Uh, another initiative that we're encouraging, and particularly through Sunday School with Shad Watts, our new Sunday School director, is uh, a, a periodic review, probably a monthly review uh, of your church, uh, of your Sunday School membership role, uh, to to notice when folks aren't there. Somebody hadn't been there. Michelle hadn't been there for two or three or four or six, eight weeks. Somebody say, okay, I'll, I'll call her. I'll reach out to Michelle. I'll see what's going on. Not because we're upset with her, but because we just want to check in on her, make sure she's okay, and see how we can be praying for her. So let me encourage you to do this within your Sunday school classes, not necessarily Sunday school teachers, perhaps, uh, but folks that are part of the class to to take the initiative in that way. And then uh, lastly, finally, uh, a new member's dinner uh, at your pastor's home. And this is something that Ashley and I did for a while pretty faithfully. I'll be honest, when child number three came along, when Eli came along, that sort of dropped by the wayside. Uh, family circumstances got a little wild, but we are recommitting to this. And so know that if you're a prospective member or a fairly new member, you're probably going to receive an invitation to our home uh, in the near future. We'd love to have you and get to know you in that way. You see, church, because we value knowing God through biblical worship, we commit. We commit to helping others also know Him. We commit to helping others experience the gospel of grace within our church family, yes, but also potential new members of our church family. So let's commit to love one another's family and let's invite and welcome guests with Christian hospitality. Let's invite and welcome guests with... Christian hospitality. Came across an article this week. In fact, I actually shared an article with me, with me this week. Uh, and uh, the title of the article was this. This was on ABC 3340. It was McDonald uh, plans to sell candles that smell like quarter pounders. 
Right? Alright, so when we think of hospitality, often in our homes, we think about inviting folks in, making them feel welcome. Maybe that means cleaning the house. Maybe that means lighting a candle. I don't know what that means in your home, but we want to follow the same practice in the church. I'm not sure this is the best way to practice that. Uh, GoldenArchesUnlimited.com is also uh, offering couples quarter pounder mittens, a 2020 quarter pounder calendar, a love locket, a fan club t-shirt. I'd rather be eating a quarter pounder sticker. Uh, You you get the point. In all seriousness, we want to be known as people who practice Christian hospitality. Back to Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 2, the author says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Do not forget. What does that imply to you? Somebody, do not forget. Have a tendency to forget? You once remembered. Absolutely. So it's assumed, the author of Hebrews uh, assumes that the church... Is called to practice Christian hospitality. Assumes that they are practicing hospitality. And he says to them, don't forget. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. To people that you do not know. And likewise, church, we want to. Many, many of you, I've heard stories. Many of you were drawn to this place of fellowship, this church family, because you felt like it was a friendly church. It has been. It is. It has been to you. You're, you're part of the reason that it is currently. But let's be intentional about welcoming those that we don't know. That we're not so consumed with those that we do know. That we don't notice those that we don't know. And certainly I hope that your best friends are in your church family. But I hope you don't just gravitate toward your best friends when you show up with your church family. That you engage those in the body of Christ as brothers and sisters in Christ, that you get to know them. And then also guests, strangers, others that show up in this place, that you invite them and that you welcome them, that you love on them in the name of Jesus and for the sake of His kingdom. And so a few initiatives to that end that we want to be intentional about this. Number one is we want to revamp our greeter ministry. This is a key ministry in the church. That's already begun to some extent, thanks to Melissa Matthews, who's taken on uh, a role of reorganizing, making sure that all our bases are covered, particularly as our, our footprint footprint has expanded. We want to make sure that we're greeting at all our main entrances. Uh, but if we were to follow the suggested practices uh, of, of church consultants and, and relational sort of folks, we, we would be encouraged to have a number uh, of more greeters, intentional greeters, on any given Sunday morning. And so no, this is coming. Know that there, there may be in the coming days, in the next few days, a call, hey, we need 10 more greeters every Sunday. We, we need 15 more greeters every Sunday that are intentional about engaging folks uh, that uh, do not know us or do not know this place and showing them where the bathroom is, showing them where the children's ministry area is, showing them uh, things about this church facility or, or answering questions that they may have about Sunday school groups and what have you. So no, we want to be intentional about that. Also, we want to review and improve and, and have already begun this process with staff and even with deacons, review and improve our first touch ministry. Somebody say, what's a first touch ministry? Well, that's, uh, that's how we follow up with those that have indicated their guests, uh, that they're not a part of this church family, that fill out a guest card on a Sunday morning. We want to make sure that we are uh, doing that in the most effective way and the most hospitable way 
uh, in the most welcoming way. And so to that end, we've got a new guest card that's recently been designed. You'll see it soon. It's perhaps a, a bit less intimidating, a bit more inviting, not asking for quite so much information right up front. We want to be intentional uh, so that we can then pray for and follow up with those that visit us here at Meadowbrook. We're going to rename our current hospitality team. Um, And so we have a hospitality team that does special events. They're going to be at work tonight. You'll see them this evening as you come back. Hopefully many of you will come back for our chili cook-off and hot dog supper. They put on special events like that and do an exceptional job with it. Currently, Cindy Cagle and Pam Reed co-chaired that team. And so uh, we, we, many of the rest of you and many others of you are part of that team. Uh, But we want to appropriately name them the special events team so that we can have a separate hospitality team that focuses on guest relations, so to speak, welcoming those on site in this place, a ministry team that oversees greeters and ushers and welcome desk personnel. Let's be intentional about uh, presenting ourselves well and loving those that come on this campus in the name of Jesus. And then lastly, let me mention, not maybe not lastly, not lastly, uh, let me also mention uh, updating our, our church website. So no, this is coming, and it's coming soon. We've got the, the opportunity and the capability of doing that now, so you can expect a, a fresh look in the near future on our website, incorporating uh, an informative welcome video. So you've seen, uh, you've likely seen Pete the last couple Sundays taking some video footage. We want to have an opportunity to Uh, To show others before they come on site what it looks like, what they can expect as they, if they choose to gather with us, what they can expect to have here and experience here at Meadowbrook. And then lastly in this area, let me challenge you in this way. Let me encourage you to uh, take what I'm going to call, this is real creative, uh, for the morning, uh, the sticky note challenge. Uh, you, you see a stack of sticky notes and some pens on the center of your table. Let me encourage you, church, to be intentional. We, we've talked about this over the last few months. Uh, I want to revisit this. I encourage you to be intentional about sharing Christ with someone or inviting someone to worship here at Meadowbrook Baptist Church in the coming weeks. To pray about who the Lord has placed in your path that doesn't know Him or perhaps doesn't know Him or is not connected to a church family. Let me encourage you, before you go, before you leave this room this morning, to write down the name of someone on that sticky note and take it with you. This is for you. And put it wherever it's going to remind you to engage that person in conversation, ultimately to point them to Jesus Christ. Put it on your... Uh, in your refrigerator, put it on your, your mirror, put it on your dashboard, put it in your Bible, wherever you're going to visit often. Pray for them and engage them in conversation, ultimately for the sake of pointing them to Jesus Christ. You see, the truth is uh, that even though we live in what's been called the Bible Belt, uh, studies have shown that we are still in the most unchurched county in the state of Alabama. There are lost people, friends, all around us, in this neighborhood. In your neighborhood, in my neighborhood, let's get to know them ultimately for the sake of pointing them to Jesus Christ. And let me encourage you to to invite someone to church to worship with us on Easter Sunday or before. That's coming up soon, April the 12th. But you can know on Easter Sunday, someone will hear a simple gospel presentation here and have the opportunity to profess their faith in Jesus that day. So let me encourage you to that end. 
a conversation with someone who, who doesn't know Jesus or who is unchurched and invite them to church, invite them to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me share just a few statistics with you. In 2013, I became the pastor here uh, at, at Meadowbrook. You voted to call me for better or worse as your pastor uh, at this time. And from 2013 to 2020, as a church family, we've had uh, 93 baptisms here. Uh, we've had 285 new members join our faith family. We've had 127 members uh, that have been taken off the roll of our church family. Many of those, over a third of those, by, by death and a number of others by relocation or transfer of letter to another church family in our area. But there is much more work to do. There are many folks to share. That, that, that's okay, but that's not enough. That's the message I want to communicate to you. Let's be intentional. Let's be faithful about sharing Christ with those around us. Let's love fellow church members, it's family. Let's invite and welcome guests with Christian hospitality. And let's make room for others to experience Jesus here. Let's make room. Let's guard against the mentality of uh, us four and no more. Let's make room. And you guys who are part of this church family know this. You know that last year we completed a... $4.8 million building project and renovation. It's allowed us to be in this space in this way this morning. We've got a, a newly renovated elementary age children's space on the other end downstairs of this building. Uh, we now have room to grow in every single age group. We have room to reach more senior adults. We have room to reach more median adults. We have room to reach more young adults. We have room to reach more students and preschoolers and elementary age children. So let's be intentional about that. Let's make room here on our side. And in that building project, you know that we asked you to participate in a campaign that would help us know how we could fund that project, if we could fund that project, what we could expect from that project. As part of that campaign, you as a church family pledged or committed almost $1.6 million over the course of 36 months uh, to pay for this addition. And we are about 75% of the way through that timetable. I've got about nine months left uh, in that, uh, that commitment period. And I'm happy to report to you that we have collected uh, $1,354,948 to date. That's roughly 85% of what has been committed through November this year. So church, thank you. God is at work. He's at work in your lives. He's at work through His church family. From the end of year of 2012 to the end of year 2017, we saw a 31% increase and our budget receipts those, that five-year period. In 2017, came along and we had a number of our families that relocated to other places. We began a building program. And end of year 2017 to end of year 2019, we saw a 4% decrease in our budget receipts. So all that to say... God is at work. He has been at work, but we must be a people who continue giving generously and sacrificially to Christ's church. We want to give generously. We want to give sacrificially. We want to see His name continue to, to spread in this community, across this county, and ultimately around the world through His people known as Meadowbrook Baptist Church. And if we're going to continue to be 
be faithful and growing in our ministry areas, in our missions endeavors, uh, then we've got to do that. We've got to reach others in this community. Bring them into this church family as the Lord leads. And also continue giving generously and sacrificially for the spread of the gospel here through the church. Let me give you another way, a, tan- a couple tangible ways that you can make room for others. Uh, perhaps you could consider parking a bit further away. Maybe you could consider parking in the lower lot, believe it or not. Or a little further away in our upper lot to make closer room for some of our seniors and guests that show up with us. It's a tangible way that all of us who are able can serve the rest of the church body on Sunday mornings. Likewise, as we leave this room in a few minutes and go to the sanctuary, we've got one service today. Lord willing, we'll have a, a full house. But we'll certainly feel like a full house. We're used to two services on Sunday mornings. Make sure that you make space for others. You don't get upset with someone who sits in your seat. You don't have a seat. None of us have a seat. It's the Lord's church. Let's invite others in. Let's welcome others in. May they be a part of what He's doing here. Alright, back to our mission statement. Meadowbrook Baptist Church exists to glorify God by knowing God through biblical worship, growing together as disciples of Christ, and then going throughout the world with the gospel of Christ. And so in the area of growing, we, we commit to growing, let's commit to growing with other believers in Christian community. Let's commit to growing alongside each other. You see, the church is a, a gift to us. Certainly it's for the Lord's glory, but I am firmly convinced that the church is a gift to God's people. So let's live as the church. Let, let's live as a family of believers who need one another and who have something to learn from each other and to celebrate together. Let me draw your attention to one of the texts. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and following. Listen to what the author of this letter says. He says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That was, may we keep our eyes on the Lord in the hope that we have life, eternal life in Him. Hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for He who promises faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. That is the day of our Lord's return. So friends, let's participate with each other. Let's participate in a Meadowbrook Bible study group. Let's participate in life together, growing alongside each other. The author says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Church, we cannot obey this command if we are not meeting together. If we do not gather with God's people and gather around His Word in the name of His Son and the fellowship of the Spirit, we are being disobedient to the instructions of our Lord. We cannot spur one another on in the life of the faith if we are not with each other. If we are not loving each other and caring for each other and growing in the faith together. Don't attempt to follow Jesus in isolation. You cannot do it. Neither can I. You cannot walk with Jesus faithfully in isolation. Let's be vulnerable with each other for the sake of growing as followers of Jesus together. Let's lean on each other and learn from one another as our Lord and Savior intended. And so obviously, the largest of these opportunities for us here at Meadowbrook is Sunday school groups. During this time, you're a core group of folks. You know that. Most of you, maybe 
Nearly all of you are plugged into a Sunday school group. If you're not, let me encourage you to connect with one. In fact, if if you're a Sunday school teacher, would you stand where you are for just a moment? These men and women and a number of others who are not with us in here, many of them with our students and children right now. These men and women labor over God's word week after week, preparing to instruct us. Let's encourage them. Let's learn from them. Let's show up and let's gather with his people. Of course, there are other opportunities. Perhaps Sunday morning does not work for you because maybe you are serving in a particular area. Maybe you're not able to be here on a number of Sunday mornings. Let me share a few other opportunities with you. We've got some some men's small groups that are taking place presently. We've got at least three of them that are happening weekly throughout the year. Thursday morning, a Friday morning at 6 a.m. Presently a Wednesday at 11.30 over lunch. I'm sure others that I'm even unaware of. But let me, if, if those would be of interest to you, let me know. Let one of our staff members know. I'd love to get you connected and plugged in. We've got a, a men's study that's taking place right now, a short-term study on Wednesday nights, led by Dudley Shepard and Roger Rader, and a, a ladies' class on Wednesday nights that I think Debbie Snyder is facilitating. We've got Carol Smith leading ladies' studies. We've got opportunities beyond Sunday morning. Let me encourage you to plug in as the Lord leads you. And then also, one thing that I hope for us to offer in the near future would be a seasonal uh, life group, so to speak, or Sunday school Bible study group outside of Sunday morning for those that cannot be here on Sunday morning, be they staff that are serving on Sunday morning, be they teachers that are serving with their children, be they others that are working or unable to be present, so know that you'll be invited to such an opportunity as it uh, comes up. And then also, let me mention uh, community groups. We've done some community groups in homes in various neighborhoods in the past few springs, intergenerational groups, gathering according to geographical location for fellowship, often Bible study and prayer, growing together uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, We've tried those a couple different ways, but in the future, uh, this is something I hope to offer once a quarter. I hope we do once a quarter. Standalone gatherings that give all of us an opportunity to gather in our area with our church family, maybe members of our church family that we don't really know that well. And to love each other as family and to practice Christian hospitality in that way. All right, let me move quickly toward the conclusion of our time. Our Hebrews text instructs us to spur one another on and to meet together and to encourage one another. And you all know that we, we can't do that without serving one another in the body of Christ. Without ministering to one another in a variety of capacities. So as key players and parts, so to speak, of this church family, of Meadowbrook Baptist Church, uh, let's serve the church selflessly. Let's continue. If you're you're serving, and most of you are serving in some capacity, if you're serving already, be that as a teacher, a greeter, an usher, uh, in in our music ministry, or uh, various capacities, as a deacon, what have you, you, if you're serving, keep on serving. If you're not serving, let me encourage you, let me urge you, based upon the picture of the church that we have in the New Testament, to find a place of service in the church. And if I can help facilitate and foster that, if 
Perhaps your Sunday school teacher can, or a friend can, or church office or staff can. Know that we would love to do that. Let's serve one another. That we might grow together as followers of Jesus in this place as the people known as Meadowbrook Baptist Church. And know to that end, uh, know to that end, we want to lay a foundation of faith for our children, for the generations to come. We want to see this church family thrive well beyond any of our time. Many of you are already serving in children's ministry or preschool ministry or youth ministry capacity. And because we want to be uh, above reproach to that end in the day in which we live, know that we have new uh, policies, safety uh, policies that are coming soon. Uh, that uh, some key leadership groups in the church, personnel committee, myself and staff and trustees have been working through and are still uh, finalizing now. But know that some new policies to that end are coming soon. Not to deter any of you from serving, but to make sure that we are protecting our kids and protecting one another and honoring the name of Jesus Christ. So know that's coming, not as a hiccup, but because we want to honor and glorify the name of Jesus Friends, Meadowbrook Baptist Church exists to glorify God by knowing God through biblical worship, growing together as disciples of Christ, and going throughout the world with the gospel of Christ. Friends and family, may we continue to do so for the glory of our one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I mentioned just a couple of announcement things, and then I'll close this in prayer. Encourage you not to forget that sticky note challenge. Pray over who the Lord would put in your path or has put in your path to share Christ with, to invite to church. Uh, and then I'll dismiss this the time to get to our 1045 worship gathering. But a couple of announcements. We do need help after the worship service. 10 or 15 or however many of you can come back over here and help our special events team. Uh, reconstruct some of these tables, the configuration for tonight's chili cook-off. That would be tremendously helpful. And gather and take out uh, trash to the dumpster during that time. It will only take a few minutes with a number of hands on deck, but that would be a tremendous help to them. And that would mean that we would not have to have our custodial team come back in on Sunday to do that for us today. So all that to say, if you could stick around and give a few minutes of that in, the church would appreciate it. We encourage you to be back at 6 o'clock tonight uh, for our chili cook-off and hot dog supper. Just a time of fellowship in here around tables with your church family. We also mention for you parents of elementary kids, uh, due to the nature of today's service being a, a vision Sunday, there will be no treehouse, no children, children's worship gathering during the worship service. We'll continue to have worship care for our younger kids, four and under, uh, but for, um, for, for kindergartners, and up, they'll be joining us in the worship gathering. And so if you can help us to that end, that would be much appreciated. Let's bow in prayer, and then we'll close out. Father, we love you because you have loved us first. Grateful for your provision and your presence. Thankful that you have called us to be your people, Lord, that you have saved us by your grace, that you have invited us to know and to follow you through Jesus. Lord, help us to rest in you. Help us to rejoice in you. Lord, help us to be a people who proclaim the riches of your grace because we know there is no one like you. Father, I thank you for our time together around tables this morning over breakfast. Once again, we thank you for those that you have used 
to serve us in this way. Father, we give you thanks for Meadowbrook Baptist Church today. We thank you for those that are gathered here. We thank you for our preschoolers and children and students who are gathered in other parts of the building this morning. Lord, we pray that as a family of faith, that we would remain committed to you. Lord, that where we are drifting in an unhealthy direction, that you would confront us and correct us. And Lord, give us humility to trust you and to follow after you. And Lord, where we are doing your work, we pray that you would affirm that and reignite a fire for you and for those who do not know you. Father, lead us to that end for the glory of your name. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.